Welcome to the Alliance Party After Dark, a podcast for the politically aware brought to you by the Alliance Party. Content for this episode was recorded on Saturday, December 14, 2019. And a good evening to you. I'm Dan Schaefer, producer of the podcast. This evening, we're talking with Tim Cotton, the national political director for the Alliance Party. We're talking about the newly launched campaign within the Alliance Party called Taking the Legislatures by Storm. The objective of the campaign is to elect public servants who will end corruption, stagnation, and partisan politics. Through the election of citizen legislatures and not professional politicians, the Alliance Party plans to bring back American values and emphasize the importance of integrity and honor. There are many ways you can participate in this effort not just by running for office, but to support those who are running. In our conversation this evening, we'll cover some of the details of this effort. If you're thinking of running for office, or if you're thinking you'd like to help support a member of the Alliance Party running for office, stay tuned and learn how you can participate. We'll start out with a big question for Tim Cotton. What does it mean to take the legislature by storm? Okay, so Mr. Cotton, uh, there's this push within the Alliance Party at this point called Taking the Legislatures by Storm. I'm very curious about this. Could you uh, briefly walk me through this campaign and uh, what is, tell us what it is and what's meant by it and what the objectives are? I can, and uh, I'll start at the beginning. And the beginning really is um, that politicians are making a lucrative career um, out of their public service, and they're driven more by the need to stay in office and they are in the need to do their job. Um, and this is really a core problem that we have with our political system, that everything that they do is, is about getting reelected. So, so that's why we, we uh, that, that's what happens, why they're able to be bought by corporations and by lobbyists, because everything they do is about being reelected, and being reelected costs a lot of money. So that's the main thing on their mind. They're not really worried about, am I doing a good job to the people that, voted for me, um, can I get reelected? And they need money to do that, and to get the money, they have to kowtow to the corporations and the lobbyists. And that's where our system begins to fall apart. So, so you know, our republic wasn't designed to be that way. It, wasn't, it, uh, it was required that the people would be in control, we the people, and that it would be a participatory government, and we would send our neighbors, so to speak, to go represent us in the state houses and in Congress. So it would be our neighbors. It wouldn't be professional politicians. It would be people who would leave the farm or their business or whatever. They would go into session, take care of those interests that needed to be taken care of for those people, and then return back to it. And, you know, your being reelected was determined by, did you do what we asked you to do? Like most of us with our employer. Did we do what we were asked to do? So, so that's kind of what's not happening now because of what the whole system is being run by the corporations and the, the, the lobbyists. So what we want to do is, is empower people to, to take that back. I mean, the, the real power, and you know, everybody talks about the power in government, but the real power still remains, thank God, in the ballot box. We still have the ability to have, hold elections uh, you know, that aren't done with at gunpoint and not done with intimidation, hopefully, for the most part, and that we really can make changes at the ballot box. And that's what we really are looking to do. You know, our 2020 strategy is we want to empower people, regular citizens, people's neighbors, 
that we would send non-professional politicians to go and run for office and to do this in a large amount. And that's where, you know, the idea of we want to take these legislatures back by storm. There's more than enough people out there who can represent their people. They don't have to be lawyers. They don't have to be politicians. They just have to be people with a passion for their neighbor and to do what's right. And we believe that we can help do that. And that's where the idea of taking the storm that taking the legislators by storm with citizen legislatures rather than professional politicians. That's what we're doing. Yeah, the subtitle right. says with citizen legislators and not professional politicians. Right. So this is a, this is a fairly tall order though because you know the uh, professional politicians have this thing locked down pretty well. Um, is there some sort of uh, what I mean is that they have you know their their offices are locked down they. They have their uh, their districts are gerrymandered, heavily gerrymandered. They have their uh, all their connections, their business connections, and their lobbyist connections. And so there's this you know this huge amount of machinery that's already supporting professional politicians. So what's um, has the Alliance Party? How is are they going to tackle? Are they going to take on this machine? Have they compiled a a roadmap or say a playbook or something like that for these potential candidates to navigate themselves through that campaign process. Yeah, and, and, and because we're asking for, for people who haven't been doing this all their lives to do it, yeah, we're, we will walk people through. We will use targeting. You know, when you look at the numbers in, in most districts, the number of people who aren't happy with either party is a large block. But that large block has really become lethargic and, and apathetic. They don't really... You know, they'll vote sometimes, and they won't vote other times, and then they're, they're not really sure they want to vote for the person they're voting for. They're just better than the other guy, the lesser evil. And we, we believe that if we can actually offer a choice to people and say, look, send your neighbor there. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. w- the two parties are not doing their job. So you can't say, well, I don't know if, if my neighbor will do a good job. Well, they're not doing a good job now. So let's take the chance with your neighbor. At least they're there for the right reason. They're there to represent you. They're not there to be bought by the lobbyists. Because what we're looking for in the end is to get a different kind, a different breed of politician. Because a politician, you know, when people say, talk about politicians, you know, it's not a very honorable career that people think about or name, you know, for way people think you tell somebody you're a politician right away, they have these images about you in their mind already. We need to change that because it is a high calling. Any of these, anything that serves the public is an, should be an honorable profession. And, and we seek to change that because we're, we're looking to send only people to the legislatures who are going to be honorable. And so in making our brand, what we've done is we've said, we're looking for a particular type of candidate. And one of the things we tell them is that we're not going to tell you what the platform is. We're not going to send you out as a salesperson, so to speak, for our platform that other parties do. Your, Your platform is going to be your social contract between you and your constituents. If they like what you're saying, they'll vote for you. If they don't, they won't. But what we are looking for is people who are willing to be a public servant, not a career politician, and to do, and to do so honorably with integrity. So much so that to wear the name Alliance Party as a candidate, they have to sign a candidate agreement. And in the higher levels, the legislative levels, one of those is to 
were looking for people that they believe in term limits so strongly that they will term limit themselves. And they sign a contract that says that. And that they believe that transparency in government is so important and they're so passionate about it that they will be absolutely transparent themselves. That they are willing to volunteer to have their taxes, their tax forms visible to the public when people want to, want to know what's going on. We don't need a law that says it. We're going to put candidates who say, this stuff is so important. You don't need to force me to do it. This is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. It's a different kind of a public servant. This is what we're looking for. And we believe that people will react to the idea that they have the power to change it. Not a political party. No political party can change this. The people themselves are the only ones. We just want to be the vehicle to empower them to be able to do it, to create an alliance with each other and with the American people and with the government. One big alliance, we the people. Well, that's certainly a, a really good start because, you know, what you're talking about there with uh, imposed term limits uh, that's imposed by the party itself, uh, the transparencies uh, of, of each candidate. But is there something that the Alliance Party would, would push, say, at the uh, local as well as the national level that would help fix things? There's things that people talk about, ranked choice voting or government-sponsored uh, um, campaigns, you know, so that you get the uh, lobbyist money out of the deal there. Are, are those also principles that the Alliance Party would help, uh, you know, in the future? I mean, right now, I know we're trying to take the legislatures by storm, but to make sure that the, that the legislature uh, stays with the citizens and not the professionals. Um, what sort of tools are there available to us? Right, exactly that. Because just taking it by storm isn't going to do anything because that's just the first step. That's just you get. That's just gaining the ability to make the changes that need to be made. That's not making the changes that need to be made. Ranked choice voting is absolutely one because we have to have the ability, more choice. I mean, we live in a world where, you know, you know, you walk into a, a ice cream shop and you've got 150 different choices. I, you know, I have the hardest time when I go into to Starbucks deciding what I want for coffee because there's just so many choices. But when I go to vote, I've got two. And it just mm. goes counter to our culture that, that we just live in a society where there's so many choices. And, and um, one of the great things about ranked choice voting that I like uh, is it forces candidates to speak to more than just their base. Because far too often, politics and campaigns are about making sure you get your people out to vote. It's rarely about changing the mind of the other side, so to speak. And when you have ranked choice voting, because you, know, you may need my number two vote to get elected, you better be talking to me too. You know, that first past the gate, goes away, so now you really need to be talking to everybody who lives in your district because you need them to rank you. If, if they don't want you as their first choice, you want them you, to pick you as their second choice because if you end up their third or fourth or fifth, you're not going to get elected. So it changes the entire system just having ranked choice voting. So just for, for clarity, ranked choice voting allows you to essentially uh, vote for more than one person. You rank them as an individual voter. You would rank them your first choice, your second choice, your third choice, and so on. And if, you, uh, if your first choice candidate does not, it become, becomes the, um, I would say, the least voted for candidate within the 
within the system. And if nobody actually passes the 50% mark, then your vote, your first choice is essentially thrown away, but then your second choice gets entered into the pool. And then the round is, uh, there's another round of uh, tallying at that point to see if anybody makes it past the 50% mark. Is that a fair explanation? Yeah, that, that, that's pretty good, except that your first vote isn't thrown away. It, it's, it's still there and, and counted in the first round. But it, it, I add it to the second round because the whole idea is, you ha is people can only be elected with a majority. So if, you've only, if, the, if the highest person has only gotten 46%, you know, ranked choice voting says, well, that's not a majority. You haven't been elected. So now they look and they put all the, all the second choice votes and they add them up and has anybody reached 50% now. So what it does is like every vote counts all the time. So right now, you, know, you vote in certain districts where you know the outcome before election day, your vote is really wasted because it doesn't really matter because of the ranked choice voting. It's just, you know, I live in a district here where, uh, um, you know, you pretty much know how it's going to go and it doesn't really matter how I vote. Both sides are out to motivate their base. Nobody has to, has to worry about, you know, it's possible that somebody else could win. And uh, it, it just changes everything, but it makes every vote count in every election. And that's just something we're not seeing in American politics anymore. You know, it's like 20% of the House uh, um, elections are competitive. The rest, that's they true. already know who's yeah. going to win. You know, they're already yeah, signing leases for the, for, the next, for the next Congress because they already know so, so many of these are going to win. There isn't any chance it's going to change. Right. That's uh, like uh, really thanks to gerrymandering. And that's really one of the things that um, demotivates people, this large percentage of people that you say are in between the two parties that they get demotivated because they have the feeling that their vote does not count. Right. And, and you know, people will always say, you, go like, well, what, you, know, you ask them, why didn't you vote? And they go, well, my vote don't count. And you know what? They don't. You, know, you, know, you live in New York City and, and you vote for a Republican for president what was that doing? It's, it's like spitting into the ocean. Yeah. You know? So why even bother? And But that's that just, the system isn't working when, when, when your vote doesn't matter. So uh, getting back to the, uh, to the, to the uh, campaign, taking the legislatures by storm, you had, uh, there's basically three, three choices. Speaking of choices, there's three choices. Uh, there's, there's this choice where you're really looking for people that will run for office as a candidate a citizen legislature, but for those who um, who don't believe they have what it takes, uh, there's this thing called support those who will. And um, could you go into a little more detail about that? Because I mean, obviously, the the money makes a difference there. Um, you know, when, when those who want to support uh, citizen legislatures that are going to run, they need the monetary support to run the marketing campaign. Are there other ways that uh, we could support those who will? There, there's many other ways, and the whole the whole thing that we're trying to kickstart here is that it's it's the people's election. So somebody is deciding to run in an area, but that's not the end of the game because that person can't do it alone, doesn't want to do it alone, and realistically they shouldn't do it alone because then you have to ask, well, why are you even doing it? That's how you get to where we are now. That it has to be the people are getting behind the person. That, and you know, one of the main ways is the money. You know, we talked about it. it costs a lot of money. You have to market. People need to know you're running. You can have the best product in the world sitting on your desk. If nobody knows you have it, it doesn't help you at all. So, 
so it does take money. But there's but that but even even lots of money by itself, if the system is working well, isn't going to help you. You need to be knocking on doors. You need to be be uh, at events. You know, having it available to people to get information, not to be pushy salespeople, um, but to be to have people know there's a choice. That's really what what they need help with. You know, whether it's canvassing, leaving stuff at people's door, whether it's making phone calls, just saying, hi, I'm so-and-so running for office, just want you to check out my website, and, you know, that's all they're asking for. Um, a lot of times they need petitions signed to get on the ballot because, you know, the system is rigged for only two parties. And sometimes, sometimes third and fourth parties have gotten on by winning court battles or and jumping through hoops, but a lot of times it takes manpower and woman power to be able to get on there. So there's lots of different ways to help, and we have all of that on the website when you go there, too. You can sign up to help the candidate and, and put down what, what is it that types of things that you could do. And sometimes you, you may think you don't have a skill at all, but you know sometimes, uh, sometimes the person who sits in the office and stuffs envelopes for two hours to make all the world a difference because we're able to now mail something out that we weren't able to mail because we didn't have anybody to do that and to put the stamps on it and to host parties. You know, if you're a supporter of, of, of a candidate in your area, you know, maybe you want to have a little party at your house and invite 10 people that you know who may be interested in what this candidate has to say too. Because now we've got those 10 people and, you know, maybe five more of those will do the same thing. And next thing you know, you've got a little network of people it's not just something that people are reading about in the newspaper or they're seeing on television. They were at their friend's house and got to talk to the guy running for Congress or running for state legislature. And it, it, it's really more people to people. We have to put the system back in the hands of the people. How will the, uh, along those lines, how would the Alliance Party really assist in putting these events together. You had uh, uh, half a dozen suggestions there that I think are excellent, you know, house parties, people knocking on doors, um, and, and in general just hosted events that people can show up to. Um, is the Alliance Party uh, getting, well, without, you know, I'm not looking at the website right now, but uh, the Alliance Party, I assume, has some tools on the website to help people get together and coordinate events? Well, well, the tools aren't there, and, and maybe not may not be a bad idea to actually dedicate a page to a you know what can you do type of thing. But when, when we have a candidate, we're we're working with that candidate who is ultimately the one who's going to organize those things in their in their area. So we're making sure that they have you know little pamphlets on you know how to run a meet and greet, how to you know you know things they can hand people, how you know tips on running a house party. You know, here, here's the things, you know, a little checklist of the things to do. So we have all those that we supply to, to candidates and their campaign managers or, or whoever their staff person that may be working with us for that. So it's not really just kind of something we're blanketed out because you really need to coordinate that with the candidate anyway right. in order to get them to come. So, so the, and the whole, the whole idea is for us, to, we want everything to begin, you know, in the, in the local communities. And, and that's why, you know, so as the candidate hits a community, and that's one of the options at the table, you know, sign up here if you want to host a party, you know, and, and the, the key is we want be always letting people know that we will show you whatever it is you need to be shown. Don't ever think you can't do it because, that, you know, that, that's the attitude they want us to have, that we can't yeah. do it. Well, we, we can. 
we can do. Yeah, that uh, that really helps. I think having these, um, you know, like you say, some guidelines or some steps to follow. Uh, because I think it's one of the problems that people would have that like they would like to run for candidacy or support someone that would, and uh, it's uh, you get lonely right away because you know you need to have these these house parties, these meetups, and checklists to go through that really helps coordinate this. So that's that's really good that the Alliance Party is helping out in that area. Um, yes, I mean so many times through the years I've talked to people who who when you mentioned to them about running for office, you know, they you know think that they think that that's like some absurd thing. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Oh, that's where I commit. I'll show yeah, you where that's begin. that's exactly it. Where do you begin? Exactly. Good. So there's a there's a third leg of this uh, campaign here, taking the legislatures by storm. It's called becoming an ally. Uh, could you explain a little bit more what that involves? Yeah, what, what we're looking for is is again putting this in the hands of the people and and candidates represent a group of people but as you keep moving it down into the grassroots it breaks down into persons and local communities and being an ally of the American people is what we're looking for it's where the whole alliance thing is it's an alliance with each other because right now everybody's at war with each other we need to form an alliance of, of taking back what we want and what we already own so, so basically, we have this little a pledge that people will make, um, that, you know, that you'll take the alliance pledge, and and you know, one of the things is that you know they they agree to unite with their fellow Americans to create a fairer and better country, um, that they engage in the process. You know, one of one of the problems with people is they don't engage in the process. You, know, you get people out there that'll get into the fisticuffs over an issue, and neither one of them even voted. So why, hmm. you know, why are you why are, You've said you're not even by not voting. You've said you, you don't even care. So why would you be mad enough to get into a fight? People need to engage in the political process. They need to be supportive. Vote for their local and national candidates that are going to be transparent, that are going to be accountable, that are going to do this for the right reasons, and and let her reform the system. So we're, and and um, and that and they're making a pledge to to be responsible enough to find out what those issues are, not just rely on something they saw on Facebook or something that people talked about around the water cooler at work that, or they saw on one of these partisan news shows, you know, do your homework. Don't, you know, don't listen to anybody. Find out the truth. You know, I'm a terrible person. I don't believe anybody. <laughs> I just, I'll take what you say and then I'm going to go find out and make my own decision. That's what we want people to do. Make your own decision and do so when, when you interact and when you engage and do it with civility. When you have political discourse and conversation, you know, respect the opinion of others. What it means to be an American is that we can disagree. That's why we have elections. You know, the majority will get to rule. Um, so we, we, we can respect the opinion of, of somebody else, even if you disagree with them. And, you know, sometimes you learn a lot from somebody that you disagree with. Because if you're always talking to people you agree with, you know, you're never really learning anything. You're just getting everybody else hyped up. But when you talk to somebody who disagrees with what you think, sometimes you get a little eureka moment and go, ooh, you know, I never really thought about that. So these discourses where people disagree, you know, we used to call them debates. People don't like that word anymore. But yeah, that's where you learn, and that's where you usually end up on common ground because each one is learning from the other, and that just doesn't, happening when when we learn about the great uh states the in history it was always about their ability to compromise you know 
and mm-hmm. and that that's what made them famous. That that was that was what was so historical about it is that they were able to do that, and and people aren't doing it anymore. So the, and the last part of the pledge would be that that you would support these these candidates and you you would support the Alliance Party until such time as you don't feel that it's doing those things that it's doing when you sign the pledge because we're not looking for blind followers because and at any you know uh, we, we never want to become that which we're seeking to replace and um and, and it takes the people that are that are working with us that are voting with us that are volunteering that are don donating those are the people that will keep us honest and go well you're really doing the same thing and we're not going to support you anymore and that helps us see you know what you're right maybe we do need to rethink that because ultimately a political party should not belong to the political leaders the political leaders should be just that leaders of the people who are supporting the party the party belongs to the people all a political party is is a collection conglomerate of people who agree with the direction we need to go it shouldn't be a governing agency like it appears to be now so that's what we're looking for in an ally and people take the pledge and when they take the pledge we're going to send them a little card with their name on it and the date they took the pledge and they can keep it in their, in their wallet and every now and then they can take a, take a look at it they're getting into a debate with somebody they can take a look and go show it to the person that they're talking with be, be a reminder to themselves whatever it is but it's it's it's, it's ownership it's really you're taking that pledge you, and you need to keep yourself uh, accountable to that pledge that you take if you really believe it and that's what that's we're perfect. looking for in an ally perfect Okay, we're, uh, we're talking with uh, Mr. Tim Cotton, the National Political Director of the Alliance Party. If you want to find out where the Alliance Party is, it's online at www.theallianceparty.com. That's all one word, theallianceparty.com. And we will be back right after this short break. The two-party system that we've got is broken. The choices are awful. All we see is lies, cheating, deceit. You could say it about both parties. Neither one really stands for anything except acquiring and exercising power. The idea was to give the power to the people or the people who have given the power away. And that's where the system broke. Government and our political system was designed to be malleable, you know, not rigid, not ossified, not always gridlocked. Absolute power does corrupt, absolutely, and that's why the founders set the system up to avoid having concentrated power in the executive and in the national branch. The founding documents are the best, it's the best government so far that we've come up with. Um, We're just not doing it. You know, it's tribalism, basically. If, If you're not in my tribe, then you're a bad person. You could say the sky is blue, and I'm gonna say, no, it's green. I think it's right out of a 1930s era playbook where if you can divide people, make them feel like something's being taken from them, probably pays well for them to make sure that everybody's divided because in essence, it keeps them in office, it keeps them in power, it keeps them employed. The amount of money that's involved in politics, it is crazy. Now, Obama's a smart guy, but not even he could, uh, he wasn't going to do it either. And I was like, okay, that's it. If he can't do it, it's not going to happen because uh, that's when I knew that the, uh, the lobbyists and the corporate interests, uh, the outside private interests that really have a hand in making sure that our political system doesn't work, uh, I knew that they had won. And I said, okay, third party is the way to go. What I think we're trying to do here is, is to make systemic change. Yeah, we need the right people, but there's not any one person, any one charismatic personality 
that's going to bring about the change that we so desperately need in this country. Our biggest goals are election reform, knock down those barriers that have been built in the ballot access game by the state governments, fixing the dark money, getting good health care out there. We need more women, we need more minorities, we need more occupations and backgrounds. We don't have set paradigms and beliefs. We just want to solve problems. So we're open books, we're data sensitive, we want data, and we want to solve solutions that help the most people. Let's forget about where we disagree. Let's start with where do we agree? Let facts be facts and let truth be truth and afford people the opportunity to go and find the information they need. We require term limits of all of our candidates. Now, if you have more choices and competition, uh, just like any free market enterprise, competition is going to give you a better product. Focus on innovation and really learning on a local level. Free press and educating people in an unbiased way. Protecting and, and controlling the deficit. Respect and courtesy. Honesty through transparency. Openness and transparency. Transparency. I think that's incredibly important uh, in a number of areas, but especially in finances, so that voters can connect the dots. We want to leave this place in a better condition than we left it for the next generations, pure and simple. Not just my children, all our American kids. We need to educate every single individual in this country. So every individual has tools they need to succeed in life. Ultimately, that's what we're doing this for, what we can help the American people be, not what we say they can be, but what they want to be, and we'll get our party to that point. We're supposed to help each other rise up, enlighten each other, and start by being civil and respecting other people's opinions. There's nobody left. We have to do it. There's right and there's wrong. <laughs> nobody owns it. You know, JFK, I believe, was quoted as saying something to the effect of we don't need to look for the Republican answer or the Democratic answer. We need to look for the correct answer. And that's the types of conversations we're not having. As a people, are we doing what we should be doing? We're back. We're talking with Mr. Tim Cotton, the National Political Director of the Alliance Party. And today we're talking about taking the legislatures by storm. So, Tim, uh, we talked uh, a lot about what, the, uh, what this campaign, taking the legislatures by storm, is all about. We talked about running for office or supporting those who will run for office or becoming an ally. And, uh, you know, during the break, we had a very quick conversation about uh, running for or against. I, I really would like to try to repeat those words again if we could. It was, we are not running we're not running against anything that uh, I think you're better putting this in the words than I am. So yeah. basically in the conversations that we, you know, we get people to go, they, they talk about in the district, you know, it's like, well, you know, I'll run because, you know, that person is this and that person is that. And, and what I, the way I always explain it is, is, is we don't really think of it as we're running against particular candidates or even against particular parties. We're running for the American people. You know, it's like they're going to have their platforms and they're going to do their things. They're going to have their base, but that's not what we're doing. We don't need to attack the other candidates. We, we, we only need to talk about what we are for. And, and, and that's that civility that I was talking about. Because, and it just changes uh, because one of the reasons people don't like to run for office is they don't want to get involved in those little hissy fits and everything that they see on the news all the time and, and at the attacks. And we're, we're not, we're, we don't engage in the attacks. We don't let, you know, let them, they want to attack, that's on them. Um, you know, some people won't like what we're saying. We get that. We're not going to pitch a shutout. 
That's good because that actually speaks a lot to becoming an ally and taking a pledge to be an ally of the American people. So Correct. I like that. So um, I'd like to shift this conversation to like a more of a local level at this point. What actions are the uh, state affiliates taking uh, to support this, uh, taking the legislatures by storm? Because every time I think of legislature, I always think of the U.S. Congress, but there's also state congresses. So uh, what actions are the state affiliates taking? Yes, uh, that is true. Actually, you know, each county and each city has a, a legislature, too. Your city council, your town council, county board supervisors, all those. Those are uh, legislative bodies as well. So, uh, so, so we need to have voices at every level. So, so the states are, are uh, you know, working on making sure that they have uh, adequate leadership, and there's opportunities in nearly every state. Um, we're in um, 30 states organized, and, but there's opportunities for anybody who wants to be a, a leader at a state level, and there's opportunities for people who want to do it at a county level, congressional district, city, town. And, I mean, the whole thing has to be, uh, uh, we have to be meeting people at their kitchen table because realistically, this is where politics, serious politics takes place when, when families are sitting at, at the kitchen table and talking about their concerns and what they're worried about, and that's where we need to be, and that's where our politics needs to be. It needs to be in the streets, so to speak, and not kitchen tables. So the idea is that we would have a state board, and then underneath the state board, as part of the state central committees, there would be county uh, state, there would be county parties. So you could have, you know, the XYZ County Alliance Party. And the and the, you know members of that are on the state one, and then inside the county you might have a town or a city one, and each one of those will be looking for candidates for their level of legislature. Your you know your your town. You know you have a, a I live in a small town, and there's a town council here. That's the legislative body for my town. So for people here to be represented in what goes on in their town. They need to be having, so we need to be having alliance candidates at every level. You know, it doesn't have to be Congress. You know, people are intimidating. Oh, I don't want to run for Congress. You know what? But you may want to run for your town council. You might want to run for your county board of supervisors. You may want to run for your school board. Because, you know, people mm-hmm. tend to forget about your school board, but that's, that's the legislative body in sorts because they're making decisions that affect what goes on in your schools? Not just, you know, people think it's just about budgets, but it's more than budgets. It's school board policies. That's a legislative branch itself. So there's every level. There's, there's a place for every American to fit into the American system because that's the way it's designed. And, that, and anybody can be a part of it, find where you fit in, and, and make it happen. And what we're doing is providing the venue to help you make it happen. That's what we are as a party. That's interesting, too, that uh, a lot of people devalue, uh, uh, speaking of state legislatures, and I'm going a little bit higher than the county right now, but the state legislatures actually take action on things that eventually uh, cascade or bleed over into the, uh, into the federal level. Uh, for example, gerrymandering uh, is, is a very blatant example. These these lines are drawn by the states. They're not drawn by the federal government. So right. if you want to start addressing some of the disparities in our current system, uh, the state legislatures are actually fairly powerful. 
But the, these state legislatures actually do more that affect your daily life than any other body. I mean, even when people go like they go like, I don't like the way the electoral college works because just you know, um, but you know how the electoral electors are partitioned in each state is decided by that state legislature. And then and then sometimes what you have you know, what you have to watch out for in state legislatures, and they're really famous for this, is they run on the, uh, we're going to cut taxes, um, so everybody jumps on board and votes for these people. But what they, ha- they haven't cut taxes, all they've done is cut state taxes. Because what they've done is they've now passed that on to the counties and to the schools to make up the difference. So the state is making decisions that is directly affecting your town and your county and your property taxes where you live, even though it was a state legislature who said, well, we cut taxes, but you're paying more in taxes because all they did was shift it. So you have to be paying attention. You know, the, the little things, you know, the, the, what it costs to go fishing, your, your, your driver's license to renew it and all these things, that's all done by your state legislature. That's where stuff that affects you the most happens. That's interesting. So even even at the county level, uh, you may not have um, the ability to draw you know, gerrymandered lines or so on, but there is definitely some ability then uh, to push back at the state when they try to pass you know, tax burdens down to the local level. Um, it, it seems like they're just the, the, the situation you described right there. It seems like they're just passing the hot potato down. They can they can meet their campaign promises at the state level by saying we're going to reduce taxes, for example, but the, the part they're not telling you is that, oh, by the way, your county is going to have to pick up the slack right now or something like that. Right, because what they'll do is they'll say, well, we're going to cut taxes 10%, and you know, 8% of that cut they cut from the schools. Well, now the counties have to make up the difference or, yeah. or the schools have to be cut. You know, so something's got to give. And so, so paying attention to what your state legislature does is really affects you more than what Congress does. It's good to know that. So um, just to sort of shift over a little bit right now, I know we're looking for legislative candidates for taking the legislatures by storm. And just out of curiosity, have uh, has the Alliance Group um, – had have they reached out at all to any of the other groups out there? There's like Women's March or Black Lives Matter or something like that 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 have motivated people already that already have their networks built up, but um, may now consider running as candidates. Have has the Alliance Party ever reached out to any any of these other groups? Yeah, we've had conversations at at many different levels with many different groups. Um, none have been specific to this because this is really a recent launch like within a week or so um mm-hmm. so so but we've had conversations with other groups that are aligned with us and and you know because there's because we have a, a bunch of things that we're talking about but a lot of these things each have you know several groups that are dedicated to that particular thing like for instance fair vote there's a fair vote chapter in every state in the union that is dedicated to getting ranked choice voting on the ballot in every state and that's all they do. So, so that's an organization that, yeah, so we'll, we'll be allied with them and saying, you know, it's like, look, this is exactly what. So, you know, help us get our people elected so that we can achieve those things that you're they're looking for. Because they're not running candidates. They're not a political party. But, but they're making awareness and they're, you know, they're, they're lobbying uh, legislators and, and stuff like that. So in many areas, we're doing the same things and we, and we need to, you know, have an alliance with them as well. 
and work in those areas where any, anytime somebody's singing our songs, we want to sing with them. Okay, yeah. And the song that we sing really uh, speaks to the uh, the party values, the alliance values, which you can see on the website. There is unity and community, responsibility, accountability, fairness, integrity, civility. A lot of groups out there. Um, yeah, you mentioned uh, Fair Vote, but there's also Represent.us. Um, I mean, you can go down the line and just find a lot of people that are singing that same song. And um, Absolutely. it makes sense yeah, we definitely do. Because you know, political parties always talk about their base. Um, we don't have a, a base that we can measure that way because our base is anybody who thinks that we can do better than we're doing. That's our base. Yeah, well put. Well put. Well, I've uh, pretty much run out of uh, questions and topics and also running out of time here. Is there anything you would like to add before we conclude this? Uh, no, I, you know, I just invite everybody to come to the website, take a look. And, uh, you know, pick one of those options because there's something for everybody to do. It, it's, it's, your, it's a republic of the people, by the people, and for the people, and uh, the people are missing from the, from the uh, operation, so we need to get back in it. Perfect. And the website is www.theallianceparty.com. And right there on the homepage, you can see the Taking Legislatures by Storm. You'll see... Uh, all the three different uh, main portions of what we talked about, running for office or supporting those who will or becoming an ally. Thank you for stopping by today, Tim. Uh, we've been talking to Mr. Tim Cotton, who is the National Political Director of the Alliance Party. And today we've been talking about the latest campaign, taking the legislatures by storm. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Alliance Party After Dark podcast. Please consider subscribing to this podcast so that you don't miss any episodes. Each week we'll bring you interesting topics from the Alliance Party. You may subscribe on iTunes, Google, or Spotify. All content for this podcast is copyright the Alliance Party. Views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the Alliance Party. This podcast is a production of the Alliance Party, a decades-long movement of fiscally conservative, moderate, accountable, and reasoned independents, former Democrats, former Republicans, and alienated voters who demand that our elected officials work in the spirit of nonpartisanship for all constituents and provide a better future for our country. This podcast was made possible by your donations to the Alliance Party. If you'd like to help sponsor this podcast directly, get in touch with us through our website at theallianceparty.com. If you'd like to join the Alliance Party, visit our website at theallianceparty.com. Drop in, see what we're all about, and get involved. Volunteer your time, make a donation, submit an article or a blog, or run for office. We'd love to hear from you. I'm Dan Schaefer, producer of the Alliance Party After Dark, and on behalf of Tim Cotton, our national political director, and everyone at the Alliance Party, have a wonderful evening, a great week ahead, and we hope you drop in for our next show. Be safe and be aware. <laughs>